Blog Talk Radio. Hey y'all, it's Chad Bearden and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. I'm trying to remember someone I can't forget. Like a song I don't know that I can't get out of my head. Can't seem to shake the face Hi listeners and welcome to another edition of Weekdays with Murph. Today on the show, we welcome super talented singer-songwriter uh, Renee Blair. We'll uh, talk with Renee about her career, her her uh, uh, music, along with a little song that y'all might know that's that's absolutely tearing up the charts, uh, and and anything else that she's working on that uh, she can talk about. Um, this is going to be fun. Uh, so with that being said, for our our final show of the year, uh, let's go ahead and welcome um, the incredibly talented Miss uh, Renee Blair. Hey Renee, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, thank you again for doing this today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always excited to do these kind of things. This is the fun part. <laughs> absolutely. And as I was telling you off air, uh, I I've wanted you on the show for the longest time, so I'm I, I'm glad we could finally uh, sit down and make this happen today. Well, I'm so curious. How did you, or do you remember when you even first heard of me? It's been years ago. <laughs> uh, I think somebody had actually uh, retweeted uh, one of your uh, videos or something uh, on Twitter, so I checked it out. I'm like, this girl's pretty talented, so so I'll I'll check out uh, what else she has to offer. So. Awesome. Well, glad Twitter's doing something good. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. And and before we go any further, I know I've already told you this on on Instagram, but your manager is the absolute sweetest. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think uh, it's important to keep good people around you. I've got a bunch of different moving parts, but I like all of them. Right. So, um, just to kind of um, um, kick things off today. Uh, uh, um, just tell the listeners uh, how you got into the music industry in the first place. Man, I, I there's so many different angles I can approach this question. I mean, I truly remember being in choirs as a kid and got bit by the bug. St. Louis, where I'm from and grew up, had this awesome program called the Muni every summer. We had this big outdoor, like, uh, arena kind of thing where they would put on musicals and plays and each one would kind of like Broadway how a lot of the big theaters will rotate through different shows it was kind of local Broadway for St. Louis so there was one massive theater I think it held like holds like 10,000 people a night uh, it was the coolest thing to do in St. Louis and so I wanted so badly to be a part of that I would audition for everything I just loved being on stage I loved singing and then, you know, I fell in love with Britney Spears and Sync, kind of the teeny bopper acts that were really popular when, you know, as a kid, you get in the car with your parents and you're forced to listen to what your parents like. But, you know, by the time they would buy me a CD player of my own or I could pick out music when we'd go to, like, Best Buy or Walmart, uh, the music I started selecting for myself traditionally was more pop-centered, and then I remember Carrie Underwood won American Idol, and Rascal Flatts was blowing up with Bless the Broken Road, 
And there was something about the lyrics and country music that just pulled me in, and I've never looked elsewhere. I mean, I, I grew up in St. Louis, so I also was a huge Nelly fan, and I think right. that was part of it, too, seeing how Nelly kind of took over the world, and I felt like he came mm-hmm. from my backyard. It kind of made me feel like I could do it, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a perfect storm. I met some people randomly from Nashville on a family trip to the Bahamas, and they said, you know, come on down to Nashville. We'll introduce you to some people. I was 15 at the time, and I met a guy who was starting. He wanted to work with me and start my career as well as Jason Aldean, and Jason Aldean had just signed a record deal, never been on the radio, and so it was kind of cool firsthand getting to see an artist from, like, the infancy stages up until, obviously, Jason's had, like, 20 number ones now or more. So, um, yeah, I just kind of got in at the right time. I thought that I would have, you know, maybe at least 10 number ones by now, but um, I definitely have been working really hard in Nashville for over a decade, paying my dues, writing thousands of songs to hopefully get one that makes it all worth it. So, yeah, that's that's the long story very short. And and speaking of number ones, uh, a little song you co-wrote called Await in the Truck I recently scored the uh, the number one spot on, on Sirius XM the Highway's uh, Hot 30 Countdown. How'd that feel? Yeah, it's number one right now. Um, if I'm being honest, my husband, Jordan Schmidt, Hardy, and Hunter Phelps had started that song and kind of brought me in at the tail end because Hardy wanted to get a girl on it. And then uh, I wrote a little bit of the song. So I I will say I attribute the true magic of the storyline to them, but certainly those guys work hard enough that they wouldn't go giving handouts either. So I, I did. I was a small part of the the creation of that song, but they're really just the greatest songwriters in town. I mean, I, I think Hardy will end up going down in history as one of the best songwriters that Nashville's ever had, regardless of which generation you put him up against. Uh, but yeah, Wait in the Truck, it's my first big cut. First time, you know, hearing a song that I was a part of on mainstream radio. They just, you know, Hardy and Laney performed it at the CMAs last week, and you know, it's a loaded question when you ask me how it feels because a lot of this industry is hurry up and wait. There's been other times, other songs that I thought would do that. And then after they wrote this song, we didn't really, or, you know, we all wrote the song and I sang the demo. We didn't hear anything about it for a while. And then it just kind of came out of nowhere and it's been a wild, wild roller coaster. But certainly the best part about it is watching how people are reacting to and applauding how beautiful it is to touch on such a sensitive subject. That's been the coolest part, for sure. And I love how, how well, uh, 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 let me, me back up and say, it's my it's my current favorite country song, I'm going to be honest with you. I love it so much. Oh! Uh, uh, and, 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 and I'm a big lyric guy. I mean, lyrics are like my thing. So, I love how how uh, y'all pretty much pulled no punches in that song. I love it. Yeah, I mean, my so my husband is a songwriter and producer as well. Him and Hardy also wrote God's Country together, and I would mm-hmm. say that 
when it comes to, I mean, he's made me a better songwriter. He just analyzes lyrics a lot longer than most because there's a lot of good songs, but there's not a lot of great songs. And one of the things that he does, he calls it, you know, editing. You'll write a song and then you'll go back in and try and poke holes in every line to see why it's not great or where it could be greater. And I've really adopted that philosophy. I I do feel like I'm writing some of the greatest material of my life right now. And uh, it's, you know, all about going the extra mile. And I think with this song, yeah, you can't poke any holes in it anywhere. It's just that good. Right. And and speaking of songwriting, uh, I think you told me this uh, uh, a little bit off air. Uh, you're you're uh, work, uh, working on on your second album, aren't you? I am. I am literally hard at work. I just got off the phone right before I uh, hopped on here with you. Uh, we're getting ready to have the photo shoot to bring it all to life. It's it's really wild. It's different than anything I've ever done, which excites me. It's definitely my wild side, kind of owed to uh, another girl from right outside St. Louis named Gretchen Wilson. It's it's my redneck woman coming out, and it's going to be a party. Oh, Nash. So I kind of – I don't know if you've heard this about Nashville, but we've recently surpassed New Orleans and Vegas as the number one bachelorette capital or destination uh, in the country. And that being said, you know, people who live in small towns or even – big cities that have quieter lives, you know, they kind of go to work, come home, not nothing too exciting. But when those girls come to Nashville for a bachelorette party, their crazy comes out. And so this whole next album is kind of the soundtrack to the crazy coming out. They need music too. So that's what I'm trying to give them. <laughs> I, I did not know that, but I can believe it. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, it's, it's wild. When I was down there uh, about a month ago, uh, uh, I I met up with some friends at uh, at Margaritaville, and it was insane. <laughs> it was beyond insane down there. Yeah, we call them the Woo Girls. Every time you turn a corner, you know you're getting closer to Broadway as soon as you hear Woo. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and and uh, and I promise myself every time I come to Nashville, I'm not going to Broadway. I'm not going. But somehow I always end up down there. It's a good time. It'll suck you in easy. True. Uh, all right. Uh, 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 sort of switching gears here. Uh, uh, let me ask you this: uh, If you could go back and, and change one thing about your career to this point, would you? And what would it be? You know, I'm so happy right now. I'm and excited about what the future looks like. That. A huge part of me says I wouldn't go back and do anything different, but then there is still a part of me that wishes I would have had a little more of a backbone, if I'm being honest. I think I was so grateful to be in so many rooms that I didn't speak up and really challenge people enough. I kind of was, a, I guess, a pushover or people pleaser is something, a, a term you could label it as, but... um I've always had a grateful heart. So anytime anyone wanted to work with me, write with me, I was so grateful for the opportunity that I didn't maybe speak up as much as I could have or should have for fear of offending the other person or making them think I wasn't grateful. 
So looking back, you know, I would have I would have just spoken up a little bit more because I do think what I had to say had value. And also, if I've learned anything about the greatest songwriters in town, they still don't, they still will claim they don't know what they're doing. It just takes <laughs> a lot of trial and error, and every day is brand new. And you you know you even the biggest songwriters in town you maybe will only hear on the radio the tiniest percentage of what they actually write. So every day we're all just hoping to get lucky. And the greatest songwriters also love being challenged because sometimes, like I said earlier, the ones, the songs you think are going to work are rarely the ones that do. And the ones you never bet on sometimes are the ones that make you the most success. So yeah, I think I would have just probably spoken up a little bit more and, told people what was really on my mind or on my heart and not let people kind of steer the ship. I would have, I would have steered my own ship a little bit more. Uh, I think we might be separated at birth because, because I'm a people pleaser too. I mean, it's just in my nature. Well, that just means we're good people. Yeah. I think, you know, I, as much as sometimes I think being a people pleaser is, one of my weaknesses at the same time, it just means that you care. And seeing people happy and wanting to see people happy is also a lovely quality. Oh, gosh. I mean, I say this all the time, uh, but but if I care about you and what you're doing, there's nothing I would not do for you. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so yeah, uh, I'm the same way as you. It, it's... I call it a blessing and a curse, you know. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. So, uh, uh, I was doing a little bit of research um, um, a, um, a couple of days prior to this, and uh, and I noticed that 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 you've gotten uh, into radio yourself, uh, being a host. I have. Wow, you're good. Um, yeah, you know. I started to be gone from Nashville. You know, you move to Nashville so that you can leave Nashville and go on the road, truly. Right. <laughs> uh, and right before the right before the pandemic, I was on tour for, gosh, a year and a half pretty much, like almost every weekend or most weekends out of the month. And when the pandemic hit, I got really frustrated because I had worked over a decade in Nashville to get out on the road. And... Then, you know, it was all kind of stripped away from us when we had the lockdown, and I was a guest, much like right now, I was a guest on a new radio station in Nashville, and we just had such a good time. They asked me if I would do a reoccurring show, and I was bored, so I said yes, and I didn't know how much I would love it, but I I do it every day now. I have truly fallen in love with it. Uh, It's great. I think it's really fun. It's just, it's a beautiful opportunity. We're a genreless radio station, so it's it's new for Nashville, but kind of a retro format of, you know, how in the 70s they would just play top 40. So our playlist is really reflective of a lot of the, whether it's a song going viral, but just the the biggest songs that people are talking about. Nice. Uh, and, and I love what you said about, about a radio being fun. Uh, because it, uh, because it is. I mean, I, I've been doing this this uh, 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 podcast thing now since 2012, so it's been 10 years for me. <laughs> and and every single day, 
whenever I book a guest, I'm probably more excited than 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 the day before. I have oh, not gotten to the I have not gotten to the point where where it, where it's kind of mundane. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Uh, where it's like, all right, I've got to interview this person. Let, let's 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 get this over with or whatever. You know, I've not gotten to that point. And I hope I never will, because because uh, for me, <laughs> um, sort of like yourself, uh, I sort of fell into radio by accident. That's awesome. Well, yeah. How did how did you slip and fall? <laughs> uh, 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 probably twelve years ago, I think it was. Um, there was a uh, whole group of us. Uh, uh, I. I'd had had several friends that 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 did podcasts, so so I'd call in to to uh, their shows, uh, speak with them, speak, uh, speak with their guests, whatever you know. And and I've always loved radio, um, um, pretty much ever since, since I could talk. I've always loved I love broadcast radio. So that's probably a, a small part of what of of what made me do this in the first place, and. Uh, yeah, and like I said, uh, uh, I call in, talk to them, talk to their guests, whatever you know. Uh, 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 so about six months before I started the show, I said to myself, I said, Murph, uh, if you're going to do this, you better do it because 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 you you, you are prob- I probably won't get another chance. Yeah, <laughs> and this is the funny part, and this is the funny part. I gave myself two weeks. I said, "All right, if I'm not enjoying this in two weeks, it's over. I'm done. I have no regrets. I tried it. I didn't like it, you know. Well, two weeks to turn it into ten years. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, listen, it's easy to, uh, like you said, the mundane, get bored of things if it becomes a habit. So I applaud anyone that has the the willingness and determination to stick with it. That's amazing." It, and and like I said, uh, uh, it's probably the best decision I've ever made. That's amazing. I love that. Uh, because I get to talk to to incredibly talented people like yourself every week. So, oh, and, well, and I'm covering a genre. I'll be the first. I was going to say, I'll be uh, the ahead. first one to tell you. I got some, I got some. Uh, Skeletons. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm always <laughs> a little self-deprecating. <laughs> right, I understand. Uh, but uh, and and the reason why I cho- chose country music, well, uh, and Nashville more specifically, is 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 I love this genre, and I love that city with literally every single fiber of my being, and I want to yeah. see it uh, continue to to. Uh, survive and thrive, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It it's got a good energy in Nashville right now. I think the future of country music looks bright and you know, whether it's Nashville, country, pop, any genre, or radio like yourself, I I just I think the cream shall always rise and with all the different trends that come in and out, I just truly think people that keep their head down work hard and are very passionate about what they do, uh, we'll all 
we'll all have our moment or find our way and it's just yeah hard work is everything to me I definitely I've not come to Nashville and tried to cut any corners or you know I've, I've really tried to do the due diligence of what I think the genre deserves right and and I'm glad you said that because because again I'm the same way uh and I'm not I'm not trying to to uh, uh toot my own horn here but uh uh when it comes to the when it comes to the radio you'll not find a harder worker than me I bet well hell you know what there's a long line of people on this planet maybe we maybe we got separated somewhere <laughs> apparently <laughs> so uh <laughs> uh, 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 let me ask you this. This uh, I always ask this to 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 literally all my guests. Uh, when everything's said and done with your career, forty, fifty years down the road, or or uh, whenever that might be, uh, what impact or legacy would you like to leave on the industry? Oh man, I mean, just any legacy, really. <laughs> Um, you know, I think we all try to do this to make our mark in history. And, you know, some people's marks are more impactful or more positive than others. But I think, you know, I, when people listen to my songs in years from now, the greatest thing, I think the greatest songwriters in the world are in Nashville. And so Agreed. if anyone, you know, 50 years from now, however long, ever listens to my song or were to try to, critique it or study it you know we you know I, I remember going to Belmont and studying Mozart and all the music that came before me but I just hope people would would think that it was you know well crafted and that's I mean that's really all I can hope for is that you know there's a lot of artists or musicians that you hear about one minute and then never again the next and I would just hope that you know, I I could stick around for a while with some quality stuff that people actually enjoy hearing down the road. Absolutely, and and the reason I asked that question is 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 like I said, I've been at this ten years myself, so uh, uh, I've been I've been kind of thinking about uh, uh, my own legacy and my own uh, my own uh, what I want to be. A, Remembered for in the podcast yes. industry, and yes. and I think I feel like uh, uh, beyond anything I do uh, uh, with radio, I feel like I just want to be uh, be a uh, remembered for, for uh, just being a good dude and and uh, and uh, helping the people up up that are coming behind me. Well, we love good dudes. The world needs more. So I I hope. If you can leave that behind, I think you're you're doing a great service to the world. Oh well, I appreciate that, and 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 I'll tell you this now, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll mention it again at the end of the interview. But uh, if there's ever anything that I can do for you, uh, don't ever hesitate to reach out. Okay? Oh, well, thank you. I I really appreciate that. That's very very kind. I I take all the help I can get. <laughs> awesome. I. Uh, a couple more questions for you, then I think we're gonna gonna uh, uh, let you go and let you get uh, back to your evening. But uh, 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 what is the is the biggest lesson this industry's taught you? Oh gosh, um, 
biggest lesson? That's a tough one. Guy, you come come in with all the tough questions today. You know, <laughs> I I think a lot of times, you know, and I wouldn't say this is even directly for me. The lesson I've learned goes to everybody, but you're not going to win every game if you're an athlete. You're not going to, you know, always be doing your best. Life always goes in waves. It ebbs and flows. You have good days. You have bad days. And so, like, if you write a song and no one picks it up or you put it out and no one listens to it, it doesn't get on any playlists or, you know, a record label turns you down, like, that is normal. That is natural. Every opportunity in life is not supposed to be a yes. And so I would uh, I would say that I think the biggest lesson is use your nose as fuel. Nose as in N-O, apostrophe S, not a, your nose, the one you smell with. Um, but, yeah, use the nose that you hear as fuel to keep harder and get that yes. I mean, don't let a nose discourage – don't let a no discourage you or slow you down. Like, then then I don't think you do, you wanted it bad enough in the first place. Right. Uh, all right. Um, I'm going to end with a fun question. I'm going to let you off the hook. All right. <laughs> uh, 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 you're stranded on a a deserted island and can only take three things with you. Where are you taking? God, an endless supply of cheese? I don't think I could fit that, though. I love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell I'm, like, hungry for dinner? Um, gosh, if I could take three things, my brother, my husband, and my dog. Nice. I like it. I, I like yeah. it. Uh, and, and, and I totally feel you on, on taking another person because, because I'm such a people person that if I didn't have anybody else to talk to, I'd drive myself absolutely insane. Yeah, you know, I'm even, like, tearing up answering that. My brother has kind of come to stay with us the last few months, and he's been co-producing some of my new music with my husband, and they have a beautiful friendship and relationship outside of me and my husband, and my brother is my best friend, and Mm -hmm. they are my two favorite people in the world, and plus I'm a big dog lover. So it makes me emotional just thinking about how much I love them. My life feels very fulfilled because of them. Awesome. Well, uh, hey, uh, uh, this has been so much fun getting to, to uh, talk with you uh, uh, for the past 30 minutes, so it's been so much fun. Well, I really appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me and adding some fun to my day. Hopefully, yeah, it did to yours as well. Oh, it absolutely did. Uh, uh, one quick thing before we go, uh, 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 tell your manager she's awesome. I will. You know what? I actually texted her right after you sent me that and told her and gave her a little appreciation of my own and uh, told her that she's the best, and she really appreciated that. So thank you. Uh, Awesome. All right. Um, um, I think we're going to let you go and let you get back to your evening. Uh, But, again, uh, um, um, you've always got to open invitation back to the show anytime. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I, I appreciate also you uh, keeping tabs on me and just being the music lover that you are. It's it's really wonderful to see. Absolutely. 
I tell people this all the time uh, in regards to the podcast. I go, I'm going to keep doing this until y'all tell me to shut up. Well, I would never tell you that, so keep going. Keep on trucking. <laughs> uh, Renee, I'll, I'll talk to you later, okay? All right. Well, have a wonderful night. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our interview with, with uh, the lovely Miss uh, Renee Blair. Here's where I would say <laughs> what, 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 we, what we've got coming up next Tuesday. But we don't have anything next Tuesday or the Tuesday after that until January. <laughs> so with that being said, um, I think I'm going to uh, end the episode right here. Uh, you've been listening to uh, Weekdays with Murph. Thank you and goodbye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.